Welcome to the future. Technologies and innovations that sculpt our industry. This episode brought to you by the Best Center. Learn more about the High Performance Building Operations Professional Certification and Exam at hpbop.org. Okay, welcome everyone. We're hanging out with Larry Chang from the Best Center. Larry, how are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me today. So what has led up to this discussion is conversations about the increase of opportunities for technicians to become certified as you know, professional building specialist. And out of that came a new certification from the Best Center that is the High Performance Building Operations Professional Certification and Exam. So let's talk a little bit about how this happened and where that all began. And tell us a little bit about the Best Center and what you do at the Best Center. Sure. I'm director currently of Best Center, which has been around since 2012, thanks to funding from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Program. And that program briefly is meant to boost the technician workforce across multiple industry sectors, such as cybersecurity, biotech. We are the only center focused on building sciences and operations. And currently we're based at University of California, Berkeley, but since our inception, we have been helping community college programs and commercial HVAC, energy management and building automation systems, both with curriculum as well as faculty professional development. To that end, we run workshops every year for faculty. Over the past few years, we've been doing an online institute, which has been a conference, which has also allowed us to showcase the cutting edge work of the Lawrence Berkeley National Lab, which is one of our partners. And we also provide technical assistance for colleges, especially those looking to modify their instructional labs. Right. Right. Because there, certainly there's a ton of work that goes into that. <laughs> oh, boy. To Absolutely. Accommodate yeah, yeah. newer curriculum. And then also we provide help with reviewing grant proposals from colleges who specifically want to apply for this ATE uh, grant funded program. Okay. See, I didn't realize that. I mean, we, I guess we talked about it a little bit. We, uh, we sat down and had some conversation at our national HVACR education conference in March. And you'd mentioned that, and it really didn't sink in, you know, more than just curriculum. You're also helping with our programs to look at resources, which that's a huge thing when you're trying to run a program that's probably on a limited budget. Yes. Yes. We have negotiated discounts with a number of national distributors and manufacturers around HVAC equipment and controls. We also highlight open source software. Oh, wow. Especially those that are used for control sequences. So that way colleges don't have to spend a lot of time and money on getting licensure. Yeah, proprietary renewal. licenses are not cheap. Yeah, they are not. <laughs> they are not. Okay. All right. So let, let's talk about this certification. Where did it all come from? I mean, we know that buildings are getting smarter. Technology is getting more advanced. And the commercial and industrial sector has always been ahead of the residential. You know, I myself, I spent a lot of time in building automations, mainly in grocery store, um, you know, yeah. refrigeration, HVAC, electrical automations, a lot of uh, like Emerson, E2 and you know, remote operations of systems. 
And then I had an interest in getting into the residential side because we started seeing more technology in the residential sector. But that doesn't say that the commercial and industrial sector hasn't been escalating even faster in these last few years. And I think that's kind of what we see is that technology is really in a boom for the commercial building management sector. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in terms of you know, where this kind of mission you know, for Best Center came from, right? I mean, even before there was a Best Center, the Environmental Control Technology Department at Laney College in Oakland had successfully received a number of these grants from the National Science Foundation around curriculum development. But along with that also came the opportunity to, again, kind of look at the industry as a right. whole. Take a big picture. And, and to kind of put our finger on kind of the, the one, well, one of the critical missing elements in the world of operations, and that is acknowledgement of the very, very vital work that's done by our building technicians, right? Because so often, right, and I can say this because I'm an architect, right? right? Designers and engineers get a lot of attention, right? And then there's the big ribbon cutting ceremony. And then what happens, yeah, what after, happens that? after that? <laughs> yeah, and actually, it, it is the, the life cycle portion in operations that forms the bulk of a building's life. Right. So kind of knowing that, again, energy usage, indoor environmental quality, health and safety, those are all such critical factors that have to be optimized, ideally, during the lifetime of a building. You know, we saw the need then to create a certification which recognizes Again, that very, very highly skilled workforce that's needed to support high performance buildings. You know, we talk about our programs and ways that we can improve our programs and some of the options to offer our students as they are coming through our program. You know, unfortunately, there's that you know, misperception from the, I would say, from the civilian side of HVAC that, you know, HVAC is just residential furnaces and air conditioners. And, you know, then you got commercial stuff and it's a whole different world. And it's not, you know, there's opportunities to evolve throughout the entire industry. And you may start in one portion or one piece of HVAC or refrigeration, but you can go anywhere you want. And so showing these opportunities and showing these advanced skill sets that are available out there is very important, especially with generations that have grown up with technology, because we're really talking about understanding the technology that keeps a building operating and thriving at its peak efficiencies. Yeah, back to that question of technology, right? I mean, controls have been around for quite some time, yeah. originally kind of pneumatic, and yep. many buildings still use pneumatics. And then over time, um, certain buildings have had uh, direct digital controls overlaid on top of those kind of further complicating integration yeah. <laughs> no, what have you and analogs and <laughs> yeah and then and then of course you know uh the new buildings right i mean they'll have a full-on building automation and their energy management system right you know they're from the get-go and um it it has made the work of the technician kind of more involved, more hybridized, yeah, very having special. to tap into mm -hmm. multiple skill areas. Yes. And, you know, I think that for me, that's always been one of the most fascinating things 
I think about building operations is that it is becoming that kind of hybrid workforce. And, and I hope that certainly it will speak to the younger and or any generation that is comfortable with technology. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think about technicians that are already out in the field and, you know, may have potentially hit that plateau. I know myself, there were a few different plateaus in my career. I would get to a level and go, okay, I'm really good at what I'm doing here. And do I want to stay here the rest of my life? Or do I want to push myself to you know, a better opportunity, a more challenging place within my industry. And then I realized that, wow, that it just keeps going on and on and on. I've not found an end to our industry because it yeah. has so many different fingers. You know, Jason Abjut has this really good analogy of our industry. You know, we're like this living tree. And as the tree is growing, it's still continuing to grow new branches all the yeah. time. Yeah. So even if we passed one branch along our way, we may look back and go, oh, wow, there's something new on that branch that I didn't realize. Right, and, and so right. we have these new ventures, these new opportunities. And for those that enjoy technology, it is a great blend of kind of like different skill sets. I mean, you have to be a mechanic, but you also have to know the digital, maybe even the IT side of things and blending them together. And boy, now you have something that's very unique and in high demand. Yeah. And there are multiple starting points, as you mentioned, right? Um, you know, technician may go through a community college program in HVAC. You know, others may f start off in IT. Right. And then say, hey, you know. I um, like working on cars. I, I, I like Maybe cars. I do something I, I like buildings. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. So how, how do I take my skills in that direction? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Taking those mechanical aptitudes that somebody has and maybe they didn't hone in on them because, you know, so many of us, especially in the, the Gen X range, you know, we're pushed to college and, you know, find your path, find your path, find your path and let's get educated. And maybe some of those things that you enjoy doing got set to the wayside. And then as we mature in our career and in our field, maybe we have opportunity to look back and go, you know what? I really enjoyed doing this. I wonder if I can add this on to my skill set and become an even more valuable employee. And that's really what we're talking about is opening up your horizons to new opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, again, wage earning prospects oh, too. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> And travel, right. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> some of that as well. All right. Although the digital world helps to kind of offset some of that too. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Travel yeah. in different ways. You, Absolutely. when you learn to function in a digital world, you can expand your capabilities and your horizons so much. You know, I could, when I was on call, I can sit and look at a couple hundred different stores off multiple states. And I could look at live inputs and outputs for each one of those, usually a couple thousand inputs and outputs for each location. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was inside of that environment. I could be talking to someone, you know, hundreds of miles away and they go, oh, you know, what? It, 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 and I was like, hold on, hold on, let me turn this on. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that turn on. And just understanding that it's a living, breathing, mechanical world that is tied to a IT envelope as well. And that in itself is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's an important thing to keep in the front of our minds that ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, the, a building, 
is very much uh, like any other kind of living creature, yes. in my humble opinion, right? <laughs> it's <been> there <laughs> you know, for sure. Brain systems, you know, um, components, right? And <clears throat> it, it really does take an understanding, again, of those physical elements and systems, right? Kind of tied in again with uh, digital knowledge too, yes. to kind of make for that complete building. You know, I keep preaching this about artificial intelligence and how it's affecting, everyone has seen some type of AI in the last year or so, whether it's through writing skills or whether it's through video skills or photography skills. Artificial intelligence is just a vocabulary of information in a digital format. And so it's really just a very short matter of time before we start using AI technology integrated into our building automations. But you still have to be able to interpret the data. You have to interpret the outputs and be able to mechanically work on things. So yes. even though it broadens our horizon with capabilities, it still will never eliminate that physical presence of somebody actually working on something. Yeah. Yeah, I just say it's another tool. It is. That's all yeah. that it is. I, I use yeah. it all the time. I'll probably yeah. do a, a recap of description for this podcast with Chat GPT or something similar to that. Uh, you know, just it is. It's just a tool. And for those who understand how to use their tools properly, it's like everything else. A tool yeah. is an assistant for the things that we are capable of doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know, in terms of. Um, again, you know, the certification. Yes. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You know, um, I would, first of all, like to refer everyone out there to hpbop.org. And that is the website where you'll find the information as well as the application process to kind of start uh, the credential and then you know, once you're approved to take the exam, right? Once you've mm -hmm. met the eligibility requirements, the basic requirements. education, sure. and also work experience, right? Then you can sit for the exam. And of course, passing the exam is the final hurdle towards earning that certification. Sure. So if we think about that, that HPBOP, that is High Performance Building Operations Professionals. That's who we want to be if we're not already there. Yes. Let's, let's think about the people who this would apply towards because it really is a pretty bit. It's a bit of a spectrum. There are people who might not even realize that this is an option for them. Right. Um, well, uh, certainly for um, the technicians and facility staff who do the day in and day out, right? The daily rounds or what have you. Yeah. Um, also for um, the instructors or trainers at exactly. our community colleges. Somebody has to teach this stuff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They are eligible to take it. Um, we certainly welcome architects and engineers, although they may be a bit removed, of course, from the right. daily from operational application. But uh, one thing, again, I will say is that designers and engineers need to have a better handle on operations, right? Because yes. uh, I know that, again, from my own personal uh, professional education, um, you know, we kind of did uh, just a uh, kind of almost a token amount of learning around that, mm -hmm. right? 
And that's what being part of the best center has taught me. It's like, wow, it's really kind of filled in the gaps. Sure. Bringing a full circle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I really encourage this for technicians, especially our young technicians. If you're coming out of a program and you're getting into the industry and you think, you know what, I would really like to move on to some other things. And you want to learn a lot more about sustainability and efficiency and creating a environmental impact on structures that you work on and work with. This is right for you. And yeah, a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I I hope that this certification will kind of hit on a number of levers. Number one, you know, first of all, for technicians to receive that overdue recognition, professional recognition for the vital element they play in uh, the course of a building's lifetime. I think that the certification, of course, it becomes a way to set yourself apart from uh, the rest of the crowd. I mean, hopefully that crowd of high performance technicians will grow. Yes. All right. Need them. <laughs> right. But uh, there, there is, you know, that level of distinction. And then certainly we want employers to feel that, Hey, they have now another way in which they can develop a qualified staff to support their high performance building. You betcha. I love it. And for a limited time, this is actually even a free written exam. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. We are now in the pilot exam phase. This certification has been in development since 2016, since we first pulled our group together to look at the key duties and tasks for the HPBOP technician. And since then, Right. Um, We along uh, the lines of that certification development. Right. uh, You know, we do have to conduct a pilot exam. Right. And it is part of the requirements that will lead to ISO accreditation for this certification, which is where we want to be. Yeah, for sure. And we do need a lot of exam takers. So it is free, you know, for the duration of this phase. Later, of course, like many other certifications, oh, yeah. you may have to apply for mm-hmm. that as well as pay an pay exam. For that. Fee. Exactly. That's right. Love it. All right. Well, cool. Larry, thank you so much. And once again, that is hpbop.org. Larry, we appreciate your time today and look forward to the next conversation. Well, thank you so much, Clifton. I really enjoyed our discussion. Also want to mention that uh, Best Center's website is at B-E-S-T-C-T-R dot O-R-G. And uh, we want to do a big shout out to all of the industry and academic professionals that spent their time to help us develop the certification, which is also endorsed by the National Institute of Building Sciences. All right, everyone have a wonderful day and we'll catch you on the next round. Yeah, thank you. See you in Vegas next year. That's right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)